Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Well, hey, this is number 15 of these. It's the Simon Says Podcast with the Get Up Show. That's us. Wow, 15? Yeah, we're shooting right along. Yep, seems like just yesterday we were doing 14. But here we go. (laughs) I got this email, and I wanted to read it to you guys, and you tell me if you can hear what's wrong with this email. Okay. Okay. Good morning. With more people cooking at home and the weather warming up, our guest wants to help you master that barbecue. We'd love to share some barbecue tips and tricks along with a few delicious recipes that are perfect for now and the upcoming summer month. If you're interested in an interview, I'd be happy to set it up. And he's got his contact information and every, everything on here. What's wrong with that email? Hold on, my so hand there, in the air. There, oh, sorry. Go first, Maddie. This guy is clearly from Yankee Town, am I right? Said the Yankee. <laughs> because I Yeah, feel- so is he only going to teach us how to make chopped pork? He better because that's what the email says. And I was so close to calling him back and asking him, now, when you say barbecue, do you mean barbecue or are you talking about cooking on a grill? Because it's a completely different thing. And then grilling. Listen to him not have an answer to that. That would be great. I had a conversation. We had one of our corporate guys come in for a meeting, and it was the first time I ever really sat down with the guy for any length of time. And we were out at Kickback Jack's up in High Point, and they were just ordering appetizers and stuff. And he was talking about barbecuing. And I said, well, look, since you're here now, you need to know that that's not barbecue. When we say barbecue here in North Carolina, we're talking about chopped or pulled pork. And his response was, you mean you can only barbecue pork? And I said, no, you're doing, you're doing it again. You're using it as a verb. In North Carolina, it's a noun. Like when people say they're going to barbecue something, many times they don't even use sauce. It's Ridiculous. Like, it has nothing to do with barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's taken me 23 years. And I mean, I got a grasp on it much sooner than that. But I can honestly say that when I got here, yeah, I was that guy. I was, hey, I'm going to have a barbecue. What? You're going to yeah. have a barbecue sandwich? You're going to have 
a pork sandwich. No, I, I, we're gonna have a barbecue. And people come over and we'll barbecue. No, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Well, what, did you even take it as far as a barbecue meant you were cooking burgers and hot dogs on the grill? Oh yeah. Oh God, man. I, I didn't how do know. I even, how do I deal with you? I didn't learn about the pork, the ways of the pig, until I moved here. And since then, it's been a magical ride. <laughs> I believe it's been so long since I've lived in Indiana for any extended period of time. I'm starting to forget things. But I do think that we would call an outdoor cookout, that we'd call that a barbecue as well. However, when anything went on the grill, you were grilling it. You weren't barbecuing it. Yeah. It, I wonder where that comes from. There was that commercial that had the origin of the, the word barbacoa. But it's just... We don't get the respect we deserve here in North Carolina for our incredible pork that some people don't understand, have never had, and clearly still don't get it. No, you have to try it to know what we're talking about. Now, this will offend many, but I have gone away from the, the pork, or not the pork, but the chopped pork, and uh -huh. gone more into ribs. I have gotten more into the, the love of cooking ribs okay. or doing that's, different things. That's not barbecue. No, I understand. But it, it to me, that's also like I started out kind of learning all about barbecue when I, you know, once I got the handle on it. But I love the idea Those of cooking are, the whole pig. I think that ribs are in the barbecue family. No way. That's not barbecue. Why not? They've got it's barbecue sauce. They're cooked in the same way. They're like slow smoked. I think they fit. They don't. But no, it's it... not. It's not when you go down here to um, Arcadia Q or Speedy's Barbecue or whatever. You're not getting ribs. You're getting a chopped pork sandwich. I guess you could, in fact, take that meat off those rib bones and chop it up. And then you'd have barbecue. But don't get no bones in it. You so don't want a bone in there. At what point has it always been? And this is real talk. As barbecue, as it's known, you know, specifically in the South, it has always been straight, just chopped or pulled pork, or is it even not even just pulled, just straight chopped? No, it can be pulled. It just depends on, you know, how much of a hurry you're in and if you have any of those shredding claws or whatever. But I think mm -hmm. either shredded or chopped, they're they're both the same. But I, I can only answer for my experience, and that is my entire life, that's what barbecue is. And... Certainly people before me, there were restaurants in Henderson that had been there for generations like Skipper's and Forsyth's and Warren Evans, and they all had real barbecue and they'd had it forever. So I, I think it's always been around. That's a very interesting question. I should have been prepared with some barbecue history for you. Too. Well, you're old enough <laughs> that it's almost like it's always been around. Listen, you're older than me. It's been since <clears throat> it's been since you were a kid, though. So it's yeah, oh, yeah, it's always been around. So I remember there was one place, Muddy River Smokehouse, up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and that was the only place that did, I would say, Southern cooking. So it had ribs and cornbread and whatever, mm -hmm. and collards, and that was the only exposure we had, and we loved it. That was like a treat. And then I came down here, and it was funny because I could only find chopped, and it wasn't till years go by that I started to find ribs and brisket and sausages and, and more elements of the pig and sometimes cow. But I think that's interesting too, is that it's real dominant on the chopped pork, like Stamies is massive in yeah. Greensboro, but 
it wasn't until recently that you had a couple other places open up. It feels like uh, that may be me just being completely naive. It says here, North Carolina barbecue benefits from a wide variety of influences from Native Americans to colonizers to enslaved Africans on plantations to more modern ones, such as newer equipment and methods to cook the meat. Social events such as weddings, church events, or other celebrations are often conducted as a pig picking, where the main course is a whole pig. And that, yes. Sorry. It's fantastic. Yeah, that was an eye-opener. I remember the first time I worked in a restaurant, and it was right before UNCG Homecoming, and a box showed up, and they had it in the locket. And they're like, go check it out. I open it up, and it was a whole... <laughs> Pig. And I was like, what is happening? And they're like, pig picking. And I'm like, what does that mean? And sure enough, man, the giant smoker comes into the parking lot. And dude, the, the main kitchen guy at the time, he was there all night. Like, he camped out. He had that thing running all night. And it oh, was to protect that pig. Oh, it's glorious. He opened it up. And there's this, you know, entire pig just falling apart. I almost yeah. did a pig picking. Um, pig picking. I'm sorry. I put the G yeah, on it. Don't put yeah. a G on it. No, there's no G there. I almost did it, and I was pricing out hogs to to do it, and just trying to trying to track down a smoker and all that. And I realized, like, I just don't have. I don't. I'm not there yet. I'm not all night smoke. <laughs> You've never done an all night pig. I think that's a rite of passage for being in this part of the country. You got to do it. And most of the guys that I know, they start on day one, drinking brown liquor, and they wind up finished with the pig and super drunk and exhausted on day two. It, <laughs> yeah. When the pig is finished, so are you. Yeah. Yeah. They got to go somewhere for a while. <laughs> the pig is done. <laughs> but then you don't see them until maybe the next day when it's time to eat. And they start <laughs> that's also, that's the funny thing too is yeah, you cook all night and all morning. And then right when the guests show up, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Charlie, you, uh, you are kind of right. It says here, pork ribs have become a common alternative to the two most common types of North Carolina barbecue. So, boom, look at you being right about barbecue and, and ribs being almost the same thing. That doesn't mean I believe it. But it says so <laughs> in the history of North Carolina barbecue. All right, so I want to tell you all about a terrifying thing that happened here at the house the other day. Okay. Uh-oh, what? You all right? I'm okay now, but it was a couple of days of straight white hot terror. I was here in my kitchen where I spend a lot of time making my chicken salad. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes a while. And I'm over on the other side of the kitchen and I feel like I see something. You know that that feeling where something doesn't feel right but you don't know what it is? Yeah. Okay. I look over towards the back door here and up above the back door is a giant what they like to call a water bug if they're trying to be nice about it, but it's really a great big giant dirty filthy cockroach. Yeah, they also aren't they don't they also call those palmetto bugs? Palmetto bugs are different. They're skinnier. They're down in Miami and they're awful. They're they're scary too. But this was a straight up red roach, man. One of those giant looks like it could drag you away with it like a monkey on a bicycle. Okay, I, don't, I don't usually get close enough to measure their girth, but okay. Any long bug that has lots of legs, it's a roach to me. Like thumb size. Well, yeah, and I got big thumbs, but it was certainly thumb size. So <laughs> oh. I'm like, 
what do I do? Because you know how they are. They're sneaky as hell. And as soon as you get close to it with your paper towel or whatever you're going to capture it with, it's gone. It falls to the floor. Oh, I'm freaking out thinking about it. Yeah, it runs get so away. fast. So I did the same thing I did the time I had a tiny mouse in the house. And I went and got my trusty dustbuster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I... I caught him on the run. I got the dust buster up there to his level and he started moving. And I said, oh, no, you don't. Got in front of him, sucked him up in the dust buster and then didn't know what to do with it. So I stashed the dust buster in the pantry for a couple of days. <laughs> I would then throw the dust buster across the room because I'd be afraid that the bug was going to get on me, even though it was inside the dust buster. Put it on Facebook know- Marketplace and sell it as is. <laughs> Come get it now. <laughs> but, you know, the dustbuster has that little flap in there, and you can see all the workings. When it's on, yeah. the flap is open to let the stuff in. When it's off, Ew. the flap closes. But I'm thinking, this roach is big and probably smart, and he's going to figure a way to shimmy out of that little flap. So He's after, just prying it open with his arms. Yeah, you know, they're smart. <laughs> so the next day, after it had been hidden in the pantry, for a day it was haunting me it was like the telltale heart under the floor i knew that roach was in there and so i go in there and i grab the dust buster and i shake it and i see him yeah he's still in there and he's like thinking that he's hiding in the dust buster but i see you and i think all right what am i going to do how do i how do i incapacitate this guy so i can take care of what i need to do I didn't have anything like bug spray or anything, so I sprayed Lysol into the dustbuster with it on, so it's sucking in a nice, firm spray of Lysol right onto him. I figured that's probably got him a little drunk, right? Yeah, I guess. So then I go into the bathroom here downstairs, and with two hands and one foot, I take the dustbuster apart (laughs) and flush the toilet and empty him into the swirl as it goes down. Uh, so he can't start climbing the walls or anything i don't even trust that (laughs) (laughs) yeah they could come back from that but it just reminded me of those horrible times of living someplace where every day when you get up you're going to find a roach somewhere or never turning your kitchen lights off where you live because it's so filthy you know if you turn the lights off the roaches will be everywhere in the morning Yeah, you and I both have good stories of at least one apartment we lived in that were -hmm. were just roaches everywhere. Mine was in college when I was in when I went to Memphis and I shared this apartment with this couple. It was really like I was supposed to the girl was really my roommate, but her boyfriend might as well have lived there. And they were so dirty. And um like their bedroom had a mattress on the floor and plates clothes books whatever like yeah it was awful so i mean i kept my room nice but then their bedroom was disgusting so and the apartments weren't that great either (laughs) there's that um but if anybody in memphis remembers the university villas that's where it was but um we uh so they moved out it was like the end of the semester and they moved out and they moved before i did so i still had like i think another month there and I specifically remember sitting on the couch watching TV with the can of raid beside me <laughs> and just like, oh, there's one squirt, like Ew. just squirting them on the walls because it was that bad. Yeah. I, I, go ahead, bro. Oh, I when we were in D.C., they were everywhere. But see, unlike you guys, they don't bother me at all. I don't understand that. How can you say that? What kind, I, of, what kind of person are you? I don't know. Maybe And maybe my time in D.C., although I, 
one of my first apartments in Greensboro had a lot of roaches. Like I definitely would turn on the light and they'd be all in the bathroom hanging out. But, <laughs> but I had in DC, we had one, we ended up calling them crispy because crispy, <laughs> my ex-wife went in to make a bagel and she, we had a toaster oven. She turned on the toaster oven, put her bagel in there and she started hearing some noise. And I was like, well, that's weird. Opened up the, the door and out came crispy he was a little singed. One of his, his antenna was kind of crisped up. His wing was a little weird. And he just took off. She freaked out. I came running in trying to find him, and he was gone. Well, a couple hours later, I was doing something in the kitchen, and who do I spot but old singed Crispy <laughs> hanging out. He had ventured back out to try and take another run at it. Unfortunately for him, I, I was able to get him, and, and his time was over. But I See, I don't use raid. I just hand, boom. I get them. I, Ooh, you hit it with your bare hand? I'll, I'll grab a roach with my bare hand. I don't care. I'll wash my oh hands my afterwards. God. It's not like that I'm freaks, eating them. That freaks me out so bad. You know how, if you guys ever watch Modern Family, you know how Cam screams on that yes. show? Yeah. That's, that, that's me. When I see a roach, that's me 100%. And I place- actually, in that same apartment, had a roach fall from the, like the range hood, fell down onto my pizza. Oh. And but I was really poor. We're talking college here. I just had to flick him off and eat the pizza anyway. I was brushing my teeth one time and I go to spit and I look down and you know the little holes at the top of your sink, the spillover holes? Yeah. yeah. There was two little antennas sticking out. Oh god. And I was like, What are you doing, fella? And he's like, just wait for your sweet, sweet spit, man. And I was like, All right. <laughs> you do you, boo boo. And I just kept living my living my life. What am I gonna do? See, I don't understand how you are so comfortable being around them because it freaked me out so bad. I broke a lease. I was in Virginia Beach. And <laughs> you remember the name of your place you lived with the roaches. Mine was so traumatic that I blocked it out. I remember where I lived before and everywhere after, but I don't remember the name of this place. Oh, you know what? Virginia Actually, Beach. I told you the name incorrectly. It was the University Cabanas, not Villas. <laughs> Oh, well, that's not still fancy name, not fancy apartments. This place was like um, buildings. It wasn't standalones where you walk into your own door. You walk into a door and then there's four doors downstairs. There's stairs. There's four doors upstairs. That's how this apartment building was laid out. I rented the place after never having seen it. I did it all over the phone. This was before the Internet. And I asked my boss, Don, in Virginia Beach, I said, have you ever heard of this place off Alaskan Road? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds really nice. I've heard really good things about that. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, great. Hooked it up online, sent him a check, got there with the moving truck. And as my old roommate and I were moving things into this apartment, we took a break to sit down on the couch. As soon as we sat down, roaches were on us, not on the couch, on us, on our clothes. Uh, that's yeah. not good. No. That quick. So I, I tried to deal with it. Like I said, I would put my um, light on all the time. All the lights were on all the time. And I would put my clean fork and my my clean cup in the dishwasher or in the refrigerator thinking they can't get in there for that. Um, and it was crazy. So I went to Heckinger or one of these DIY places and I asked the girl, what is that stuff, that powder that you put down to get rid of roaches? She goes, boric acid. It's right over there. So clearly they had a lot of call for that in Virginia. (laughs) I took it home and put it down all around the edges of the room like you're supposed to do in the kitchen and and anywhere else I could get to. Within the next couple of days, it was like 
a horror movie. It was a roach horror movie <laughs> with them dragging so many their dead roaches. No, dragging their powdery bodies across the floor and dying a slow, painful death with all their kids and grandparents and Making everything. Making you watch. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what did you do to us? So I broke the lease. I went up to the office and I told him, look, I can't be here anymore. What's it going to take? I had to pay two months rent and my whole deposit to get out of there. But it was the oh best gosh. thing I ever did. I had to do it. I could not live there. Well, like you said, I... I actually got a little more comfortable than I ever would have imagined that I would because I had like a month left, you know, I wasn't going anywhere else. And it was just like, well, I mean, what am I going to do? Where's the raid? <laughs> just sit here and squirt them. And for some reason in my head, I had it completely decided that because my bedroom was clean, they weren't in there. They mm. probably were, but not, not, not the way I was thinking back then. Oh, they were, and they're so crafty and they're just... You don't know when they do their work, but my bedroom was clean, too. I never unpacked. When I moved into this place and roaches were on everything, I never unpacked my stuff because I knew I wasn't staying. So I had clean <laughs> clothes in a basket, and I went to pull out something to wear. And guess what? Like three pairs of pants down, there's a giant roach sitting there in my clothes. How does they're, that happen? They're amazing. <laughs> up, buddy? They really are crafty. I will go back. There is there is one that does freak me out, and I, it didn't happen until like I went to a zoo or something. But those those giant Madagascar hissing ones. Oh God, yeah. When they hiss at you, then I have a problem. Like when they're just skittering around, they're fine. But when they talk to you, I'm like, no, I'm done. <laughs> like he's talking smack. I'm gonna get you, and I'm like, all right, fine. Hey man, you gonna eat that? Uh, no, you can have it. So what do you guys think? They're talking about opening the state up the end of this week, and we don't know how much opening up that's going to be. And a lot of people are saying, give everything three weeks and watch what happens. I've got my eye on Georgia, of course, and yeah. South Carolina and Tennessee. I know that's a horrible thing to say in, in a way. Like, let's see what happens to those people before I go do my thing. But it's going to be completely different. And one thing, this affects us, one thing that I just saw is they're proposing that maybe the future of live concerts is the same as a drive-in theater. You drive into a concert venue and watch the band play from the comfort and safety of your car. Uh, I just, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, you get, concerts are exciting and you want to get into it and I'm going to be hanging out the windows and, you know, out my sunroof and stuff. Is that going to be okay? Also, there's no way to facilitate the same number of people. I think, no. I think, Charlie, you put up on our Facebook page about, you know, the idea of what the NFL would look like with half the people, yeah. 20,000 people and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And when you have something like that, bro, where you have a concert, there's no parking lot that I can think of even at a concert venue. That's not how no. they're laid out. It's not designed for that. So it there's no way to, to do it. It would have to be a completely new venue. You're right. It would have to be someplace huge or it would be a much smaller audience thus a much higher ticket price to sit in your car and watch and then how do you get your guitar pick from the guitarist when you're down there screaming your head off <laughs> from throw the you car. he can't throw that far right yeah and you know it's it's weird because I, i've been watching as much as possible when people do live shows on the internet now like mm -hmm. a, a lot yeah. of artists have done it and it, it there's two different shows there's ones where they rebroadcast an old venue or an old show and that has the crowd and everything. Actually, one of the things I watched was from Lollapalooza, Brazil. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. And I'm like, that's not going to happen anytime soon. And then the other side of it is the shows where there's nobody there. Like the Dropkick Murphys did that one. 
Mm-hmm. And and it's so you need that crowd energy. Like yeah, you, um, you do it's not the well, same. It's weird. They do because a lot of local musicians have been posting, you know, performances and stuff because they're still trying to find a way to make money since they're not yeah. playing at bars and yeah. things. And one of I saw somebody that I follow who said, you know, I was trying to do that for a little while and it's just it's so hard because I feed off the energy of the crowd. And when I'm sitting here in my living room, just playing a show basically to myself, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, another one I saw was that there's um, comedians I follow on Instagram. They've been doing live stand-up sets. But one of the things that I've seen some people doing are like on Zoom, like a giant Zoom type thing where there's crowd interaction um, to a point. Uh. But, you know, I I don't know what the answer is going to be for a concert. That's, and that's the biggest thing I think I'm going to be, you know, when they talked about what are you going to miss or what's going to be the hardest thing. I can do without a lot of stuff, but I, I really have found that I like going to concerts. I still really yeah. do. The things with the big crowds, the sporting events, the concerts, those kind of things we're going to have to do differently. But how? It's just mm. I don't think it's going to be the same. Yeah, the sports thing, they're already preparing for that. And a lot of the sports is firing it up with zero people in the seats. And I don't think that that's the same. You know, NBA players, of course, say they feed off the crowd. And I think that the NCAA players, when when our tournament town action got canceled here in Greensboro, they were all saying without the crowds, it wouldn't be the same. But for you two sports fans watching the sports ball on TV, would you still be willing to watch a game without a crowd there? Yeah, but it would not be the same. You Even the crowd on TV, you feed off of that. You get into it kind of with them when the people are cheering and screaming and all that kind of stuff. And and I feel like it would be different. Unless I did read somewhere that they were possibly considering piping in the crowd noise, sort of like the, the recorded studio audience, the laugh track yeah. on sitcoms. Well, it's yeah. funny you say that because they've already done that. They, you know, They've been accused of doing that in some stadiums and football games for years. Well, they got busted doing it. They got caught doing it when it was skipping. It was on a TV game, and they had the crowd noise. The crowd was just going mad, and then it was going mad at the exact same point over and over and over where it was skipping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that might be something. I just – I don't want to think about there not being football later this year. And and you think about, too, think about how much money that some of those sports – generate for universities and stuff. I mean, that was one of the things I read about division one football, how massive that is for yeah, the ticket sales. The- yeah. And that's that big thing. I mean, what are you going to, how are you going to do that and still make money off it? That's the other thing, you know, what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. It's got to be all pay-per-view. And you, then you got to wonder how many people are going to be willing to pay for that. Cause that's the only way to make money off of it without a crowd there. But, yeah, and that's going to be hard because, I mean, even though I love watching my football, do I love it enough to sit here and pay for it every single Sunday? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. It's like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they charge extra for a bar to show games or something. Then I have a place to go, but I don't know. Even then, can I go to a bar? <laughs> what? Yeah, I can we go to a bar? <laughs> Only half the people can be in the bar. Are you guys wearing masks when you go out? Are are you wearing them all the time, some of the time, or what? No, I. it just wasn't working for me, and it's possibly because I don't have the right mask. I was trying to use a bandana, and I went to go pick up a food order, 
And I was practically yelling at the poor girl trying to tell her my name and she couldn't understand me. (laughs) I got frustrated and I haven't worn one since. I got a cool one. I have a friend of a friend who's selling them. She was making them by hand on Facebook. And uh, so we ordered some. And so I've been wearing mine when I go out uh, because I was doing the bandana and having the same kind of problem where um, aside from the fact that I looked like an old timey robber, I was going (laughs) to jump. I was going to jump the train. I, uh, I, this new mask I got actually is pretty easy and soft, you know, like, so it's not too bad. It breathes pretty, pretty well. And Ooh, I bet you Tweetsy Railroad could open up because most of that is socially distant. Riding the train and the <laughs> the, the guys, the, the gunslingers over there. Yeah, they're already prepared. The <laughs> yeah, and they're way over there. So, yeah, you just ra- reminded me of something that I bet you is going to be okay. Tweetsy Railroad, <laughs> boom. Well, that's well, good. The, Yay. There's a big line of delineation between people who are wearing their masks all the time and the people who aren't wearing them. And some of it's political, and I don't want to get into that, but it has become political for whatever reason. But yeah. I notice I notice myself doing it because I wear a mask everywhere I go outside of the house. I don't see the need to wear one in my car because I'm only breathing my own air in the car. Yeah. And nobody else is in there. I see people alone in the car wearing a mask. I'm like, what are you doing? Come mask on. and glove sometimes. I'm like, oh, in the car. You? Yeah. But once you've got it on, I mean, sometimes it's just easier to leave it on and not, not bother taking it off till you get home and you have somewhere to throw it away or whatever. Well, in the very few times that I've been out and gone anywhere, I've worn my mask and I've been shocked at the number of people not wearing one. And I found myself to be pretty judgy looking at those old bare face people <laughs> walking oh, yeah. around with your face all out. Yeah, that would be me that you're judging. But, you know, in what I am doing, though, is I'm trying to stay away from other people. I'm not getting close to people. I'm not, you know up on somebody's back of somebody's neck, breathing on them or whatever. I'm really trying to avoid getting close to people. Just see those masks you can get online that are your face. You, you send them a picture and they silk screen your face onto the mask. No. So <laughs> it just, well, then a judgy mask wearer like me would still be judging you because it looks like you're not wearing one because your <laughs> face is on your mask. <laughs> so is it just from your, like the bottom of your nose down? Yeah, it's your nose and mouth and chin. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that neat? I'll have to get yes. one. I'll get one without a beard, and everyone will be like, oh, you shaved. And I'll be like, I'm just kidding. Um, no. That's no? hilarious. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. <laughs> Don't you love those people? We used to have an intern who did that. She would never laugh. We'd be cutting up, doing yeah. our stupid stuff in the office before or after we were working, and her response would be, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite because you, you yeah. really, that's when you know you really got her with something good. She would tell us that we were funny rather no than laugh. That's hilarious. Rather than show emotion. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sad right now. <laughs> are you sure? Because it sounded the same as when things were hilarious. <laughs> They've got this new technology that they're introducing. It's new smart glasses that whoever, I don't know who these are for. I have some ideas, but you put them on and everybody who walks by, you can tell whose temperature is elevated. It's like fever glasses. Nuh-uh. Do they have have an x-ray spec setting too? Because that sounds awesome. Uh, Those (laughs) x-ray specs 
What a disappointment, man. Waiting by the mailbox for that little box to show up day after day, week after week, four to six weeks delivery time. And then, you know, eight, ten weeks later, those x-ray specs finally arrive and you open up the box and you say, I don't know, these look flimsy, but there's some kind of magical science in these. Yeah. You put them on, you put them on and you go look for the underpants (laughs) and you see nothing. Nope. So I tore them apart to figure out what's going on inside those x-ray specs. How... How were they supposed to help me see the underpants? And what it is, is the glasses inside the frame is just a piece of paper. And then inside the piece of paper is like a hole that you're looking through. And what gives you the illusion that you're seeing through something is it's a feather. It's a tiny little feather that they've put in that hole. And when you look through a feather in a hole, it doubles things up. So if you look at your hand in a light, you're seeing your hand on top of your hand, and it kind of looks like you're seeing the bones in your hand. So, boom, just blew the lid off of that. Wow. Huh. That is amazing. I never knew <laughs> I never knew <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, but you didn't actually see your friend's skeleton. No, nor did I see any ladies' um, slips, as were advertised <laughs> in the comic book. Ah, uh, those sweet, slip. sexy slips. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's under the dress dress. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you I paid at least a dollar for those x-ray specs. <laughs> Plus fifteen ninety nine shipping and handling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Back then, I'm talking back then in the 70s, man, you could order anything from a comic book. And I still have so many of those old comic books with all those order forms. And it was like, order this giant UFO, which, as you know, if you found out later in life, that was a balloon. It was a Mylar balloon. Mm-hmm. But it was like, amaze your friends, scare your neighbors with this real flying UFO. It was a It was like a birthday balloon. But well, I wanted I, sea monkeys so badly, and I never got them. What? You can still get them. I think they have them at Walmarts. Isn't it <laughs> Br- Breen or something like that? Brill? Krill? They're uh, brine. Br- brine. Brine shrimp. Brine yeah. shrimp. Yeah. But no, they had crowns, and there was a king monkey and a queen monkey and a little baby monkey, mm-hmm. and yeah. <laughs> they were going to have a castle and live yeah. happily ever after in my fish tank. I hate to tell you this is a horrible story. This, Maddie, you might want to take some notes for the book. Okay. <laughs> this was one time in the heat of summer. We were moving from one place to another, and this we didn't have air conditioning in this particular car. It, w- it was an old, like, brown Ford. And so we're moving, and I have my sea monkeys in a jar for the transport, and they're in the, the floorboard of the car as I'm standing up in the seat because it was the 1970s. And uh, we get there, and of course, as soon as the car is unloaded and we're, we're loading into the new place, I want to retrieve my sea monkeys and check on them. Guess what? They cooked. Oh. Oh, no. During the trip, they changed colors. They went from little kind of whitish clear flecks floating around in the water to little dark brown flecks that just sank. So <laughs> that's what happens. So then you had shrimp for dinner. <laughs> mm. You'd have to have several million of those to get a bite. (laughs) But don't feel bad. You can still get sea monkeys. But what I would like to do is I've got this collection of old comic books. Might might shock you guys to know that I have a collection of old comic books. That doesn't sound like you at all. I want to go to that back page where it had all the x-ray specs and the thing they called the joy buzzer and the snapping gum and the 
um, the, the mouth harp and the UFO balloon and all that stuff. I want to fill out an order form and send it to the address in the 1970 something comic book and just see what happens. Yeah. See if you get anything back. There's some, crazy? there's some old guy still sitting there who checks that P.O. box every day, and he's like, yes, honey, we got an order. <laughs> get, get the monkeys ready. What about the one, do you guys remember the one that was always in, like it was always in Reader's Digest or something, where you could learn to draw, and you could become yeah. a professional artist by drawing this little, draw little turtle. turtle. Yeah. Yeah. And the bear and whatever. Yeah, I always, I was like, oh, I can be an artist. Did you do it? Did you ever do it no. and send it in? No. <laughs> <laughs> I never did it. I drew him a few times, but I was never happy with it because I didn't, I got intimidated by what do they want? Because it wasn't the same size. It had to be a certain scale. It was a certain amount bigger than Yeah, because you couldn't picture. trace it. Yeah. But I didn't know what they wanted. I drew some pretty neat looking turtles, I thought. But then I was like, oh, I'm not going to send that in. I, I, this isn't what they want. I don't know what's going to happen to my turtle drawing career. Little did you know <laughs> that you were actually just killing it from day one. And we missed out on a life career of amazing turtle drawings <laughs> by Sean Sellers. Right? I know. I've seen your leprechaun on a mushroom smoking a pipe. And if it's anything like those turtles. <laughs> well, thanks, man. You know, you know, Christmas is coming. <gasps> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Original artwork. Listen, before we ease on down the road on episode 15 of the podcast, by the way, we have had some good response. We had a guy who wanted to hear more Three Stooges stuff on the podcast. I love that guy. Sure. Of course you did. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. You can do the same. You can go to our website or wherever you got this from. Click a like and subscribe to us and tell your friends about it. Call the Simon line if you want to and say you heard it on the podcast, 336-373-0987. But before we go, um, there's been news about a chicken harassing people at a bank, and I got some more details on the story if you guys want to hear the update. Oh, sure. Please. Do you know what you get if a chicken lays oh. an egg on the top of a barn? Come on, man, no! Egg roll! <laughs> you... No, come on! Hey! Hey, that chicken. You do it on the air. That chicken from the bank was also stealing packages off of people's porches. He was a chicken pot pirate. Oh, come on. That's a stretch. That's bad. Yeah. Come on, man. Did you find that online or did you make that up? Because that's real. Why did the duck cross the road? Why? Why? To prove he wasn't chicken. (laughs) Okay, that's kind of cute. I don't make it. Don't make yourself laugh. You can always say these are horrible. All right, but one more. But this one's serious. True story. That chicken <laughs> thought, the chicken at the bank thought uh-huh. he might have been sick. He thought he had people pox. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's, that deserves that's, literally nothing. You made nothing. that up. No. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I found this on a list, and it was called the 25 greatest chicken jokes of all time. I would hate to hear the worst ones Yeah, then. I am with you on that. <laughs> well, to no. show you. No. <laughs> no. You know what? That's good. <laughs> okay. All right. Any parting thoughts? Leave them with something, Charlie. What you got? Um, um, just keep a can of Raid nearby. You never know when you might need it. Maddie? I'm pouring one out for Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe. Next week, we'll see you.
Peace out. Peace. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.